Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Voices of Voron. It is I, your host, Anthony Perez, with my co-host here. Allison Ray. And today, we will be releasing this episode like one, one and a half hours late because scheduling issues, but nonetheless, we're here on today, on Sunday. So to get started, as we mentioned last week, um, the <clears throat> the topic for today was going to be the banned books topic. So, like, any books that have been removed from curriculums world, uh, across the nation and challenge books, which means that they've been attempted on being removed from curriculum but haven't quite reached we'll also be talking about today. So... I want to do this because it's kind of been a more discussed topic lately this year. Uh, <clears throat> in my state, honestly, they're trying to pass that don't say gay bill, which kind of led into this because there's a tie-in of removing stuff from curriculum, which the right wing, right side of politics demographic is trying to do to try and like prevent brainwashing or spreading agendas to our children which is just not true so we'll be talking about a whole bunch of different books all for different reasons it doesn't have to be so serious like with gay rights it could just be like extreme profanity and whatnot so to get started um I want to talk about a book that I loved as a kid. Those, or this series of books is called The Adventures of Super Diaper Baby. It was written by uh, Dav Pilkey. And I really like this series because <clears throat> it goes with Captain Underpants. Um, I forgot what the whole plot was because it's been a while. It's been since like elementary school, but um, the reason for it being challenged was because of alleged encouraging poor spelling, and from when I read it, I never got that message i guess from them i always thought it was like the it was a very unserious book like it was in the captain underpants series i think it was a principal that was a hero because of the diaper that he would put on like just the plot itself is not to be taken serious and it's a kid's book i understand they might think this is how you correctly spell the word but it's kind of also in line with how a kid would spell a word if they were to sound it out. An example of that is the word laugh. Instead of saying L-A-U-G-H, they would do L-A-F-F-S. Like, that's just an example of their poor spelling that they would use. And <clears throat> that that was the main purpose of why they wanted to challenge it. Um, there might be another reason which... 
here, the adventures of Super Diaper Baby, the main hero is a black baby. So I'm pretty sure some aspect of race was also taking place in the challenge, but they didn't want to openly say it. So that was one. Um, Another one was... Give me one second. The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. This was a book that I read back in middle school, I think. Um, This book is infamously known for having the N-word with the hard R in it. And my, my teachers have never said it. No one in the class would say it. Other than, like, the cringy people that wanted to be, like, edgy and say it and, like, get the shock factor from people. But... Um, for the most part, I never had instructors saying it, but I have heard of stories where either people on Twitter, people on TikTok would say that their teachers would say, okay, guys, I'm going to say it for educational purposes. And then when they say it, it sounds like it had a lot of passion behind saying it. So it was kind of an excuse to say the word and try to disguise it as, oh, it's for educational purpose. Um, I believe this book actually did get banned. But it was challenged for sure. Um, I'm trying to find... <clears throat> Sorry, I don't know what's wrong with my throat. I'm trying to find another one. I think The Giver was also challenged. Yeah, so... The... the um. Sorry. The reasons for it to be challenged were... Obscene language. Sexual content. Violence and unsuitable to age group. This one I read when I was in fifth grade. Um, I remember reading it. I was kind of shocked and gagged that the whole plot of it was basically society was being upheld by the government to be a certain way. No one saw color. The main character was seeing the harshness. And the very, uh, what's that word when the government has totalitarianism? Is that what it is? Yeah, totalitarianism. It was seeing, the character from a young age was seeing those um, themes in his society. So I forgot what happens, but he eventually like breaks free from that society and he runs away from where he used to call home, if I'm not mistaken. And he was able to see color. And it was like a metaphor for him finally being able to live free, obviously, for him to see, like, the joy in life, being away from the government and stuff. And I guarantee you that's probably why it was um, challenged. Give me one second. Okay, yeah. uh, yeah. The, same thing with the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games was challenged. And as we all know, as we all saw in the movies, they also go against the government. It was a whole bunch of um, uprisings that took place throughout the series. A whole bunch of government 
overthrowings, which I'm pretty sure the U.S. doesn't want its people to get the idea of. And the reason for it to be challenged was religious viewpoint, dark themes and violence, and unsuited age group. Me, I was living for Candace in those books. And then in the movies, her and Finnick, ugh, I love them. Like, I was fine seeing it that age. However, I will say, during the 2020 protests, a lot of TikToks were going around saying, like, oh, this is a generation that grew up on, like, Hunger Games, The Giver, um, Maze Runner, like, what's Insurgents? Is that what that series is called? Mm-hmm. Or Divergence? One of that. But I think basically, it's a, it's the same theme, basically, of overthrowing the government. So you could see why a lot of people wanted to challenge that. People of power wanted to challenge that. But yeah, it's just interesting because these are some of the books that I actually got to read. So for them to be banned is crazy to me. Yeah. Um, one that's like crazy for me is are you uh, their god it's me margaret which is by judy bloom now you will probably never heard of this book guy but pretty much any female around my age has heard of it most likely um it's basically like about a coming of age and like um a woman like a girl um starting like puberty and stuff Mm -hmm. and it like follows her along and a lot of schools have started banning it. And I, there's not a lot of, like, coming-to-age stories for women. And let's be real, women's bodies change kind of a lot more and um, a lot longer than men's tend to, tend to mm-hmm. during puberty. Um, y'all have yours for, like, three years. We have ours until we're 50. Um, but, like, she, it follows this girl um, who basically just moved to New York from New Jersey. And she's, like, anxious to, like, fit in with new people. Um, and they formed, like, a secret club to talk about private subjects like boys and, like, bras and, like, getting their first periods and stuff like that. And she, like, belongs to mm-hmm. that group. So kind of, like... Um, and then the um, main character in it, Margaret, um, and this is probably the, one of the reasons that um, they try and ban it, is because Margaret doesn't doesn't like follow religion. She's not religious, um, mm-hmm. and she isn't going to like the Y or like the Jewish community center in it, um, like her friends are that she meets along the way. Um, and like the basis of it is like what they don't know is and like her friends don't know is that like margaret has her own very special relationship with god where she can talk to god about everything family friends um her crushes stuff like that um so this book was like even now i still hear it being like challenged and like banned from schools but it was um frequently challenged in the 80s um due to it like open openly discussing like sex um for you know teenage coming to age girls as well as um 
they would say that it's like against religion religion it's anti-religion and stuff like that um and that's literally like kind of about a girl talking to god having like her own understanding of god and coming to terms mm -hmm. with it they were like no that's a that's anti-christian you can't have that um Judy Bloom wrote a lot of books kind of similar to that and a lot of hers have been like challenged because of that similar reasons which really sucks they really just don't want a lot of these um are really them just not wanting like women to be like comfortable in their own body kind of a thing it seems like mm -hmm. um that's another like big reason that like books like this tend to get banned is they just don't want women to be comfortable with their own bodies they're like you know trying to make them feel bad or like have nowhere to go to to like share this feeling you know that when their bodies are changing and stuff like that um another one that i really liked growing up i love this series and i think most of the books i i guess it's not it kind of is a series like there's one book that kind of ties them all together but they're not exactly a series like they all follow kind of different characters until like one book kind of ties them all together but it's crank by ellen hopkins have you ever heard of that one mm -mm. it's very very good it's kind of written as like weirdly it's not written as a normal book like each page is probably like maybe 20 lines long so um it's kind of written not as a poem but almost kind of like uh, how you'd think like poems are written in that kind of style um mm. and it follows a woman Chris christina snow who is a perfect daughter she's gifted high school junior quiet never any trouble never got in any trouble or anything like that then she meets the monster which is crank which crank is another word for drug a uh, certain drug i think it's cocaine it's a short form if i remember correctly and um but anyways and uh what begins is a wild kind of ride that turns into a struggle through hell for her mind her soul and her life um it was it's very like it talks a lot about like addiction and all of her books talk a lot about like addiction or like self-harm or like harm in like relationships stuff like that and a lot of them have been banned for those reasons um because they talk about like the struggles that people have with drugs and like it has offensive language in it and they are kind of sexually explicit um since it's about, you know, this one at least is about, the specific one is about a teenager, teenager and crystal meth, who's a crystal meth addict. Um, mm -hmm. I think if anything, I don't understand exactly why they banned it. Because I think if anything, because I've read it obviously, it's more of a tale, a tale of warning to you not to do it. To me at least, that's what it seems like because it talks about like her challenges with it and everything. It's not like, oh yeah, she went on this wild ride, it's amazing. No, it like, it was, it very much talked about like how this was bad for her to do kind of a thing. Um, 
So I really like that. I am I, not surprised that it's banned in schools and stuff, but that's that's another one that I really, really like a lot. Um, there are just so many. There's a lot that I was looking at that was just like, because it was same-sex couples, like um, yeah, red, I white, see one. yeah red, white, and royal blue. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've ever heard about that one. That they actually just came out with a movie about it on Amazon, though. I never read yeah. the book, but I did watch them. I love the movie. It was a really good movie, in my opinion. But it follows like the oh, what's it called when the president's son? What would that be? They have a name. Uh... first child. I don't know. It basically follows the president of the U.S. son, who is uh, bisexual, and the um, prince of England, who is gay. And it's, like, about their love story, basically. At first, they hate each other, then they get over that, and then they fall in love with each other. Um, and, yeah, that was, that was banned because... Uh, Because it was a same-sex couple, and that's literally the only reason. Um, there's another one. Oh, I can't remember the name. It was about two penguins, though. And that one got banned. Here, let me see. Yeah. Um, and Tango Makes Three is what it's called. It's by Justin Richardson and Peter Parnell. And it's about, uh, children's, it's a children's book, so it's, you know, meant for, like, probably four to five-year-olds, I'd say. And it's based on the real-life story of two male, uh, penguins who formed a bond at the Central Park Zoo in New York. Um, and after the zookeeper kind of saw the pair trying to hatch a rock as if it were an egg, they gave the penguin couple their own egg. Um, and the, uh, two male penguins basically raised Chick Tango as their own. The book came out in 2005 and then was subject to five bands during the 2021 to 2022 school year. Um. Oh my god. And, yeah, it's literally just because it is a same-sex couple depicts a same-sex couple who have a baby. And, like, the most crazy part about that, to me, is that it's, re like, it happened. Like, obviously, it's kind of probably, I I've never read it, because, you know, I'm not five. But it's probably dramatized somewhat. But, like, it just explains kind of what a same-sex couple is, and that it's okay, and it's okay for them to have children. People are like, no, let's ban it. That's not okay. I can bet you, like, the schools that banned it are probably just all mostly in uh, Florida. Um, and this is the last one I'll say, and I'll throw it back to you. Um, one more that I love that's been banned, that has been banned in the past is, um, Animal Farm. Have you ever heard of that one? No. That surprised me. We read it in school. So this is one that I actually run school. It's not banned anymore. 
in the 80s, a bunch of um, school teachers kind of got together and uh, got unbanned. But it basically followed a group of um, farm animals. It's by uh, George Orwell, so he's also the guy who wrote 1984 i think is what it's called he's wrote uh, he's written a lot of like famous books um but it basically follows these farm animals who rebel against their human farmer hoping to kind of create a society where animals can be equal free and happy um ultimately the rebellion becomes betrayed and um, under a dictatorship of a pig named Napoleon, the farm in, ends up in a state as bad as it was before. It's kind of the plot. So these, uh, it um, is a satirical novel on the events that led up to like the Russian Revolution, basically, of 1917. Um, they basically created their own Soviet Union. Um, and the reason that it was banned was uh, because they say it was like communist propaganda and um, a, a seditious call to like overthrow the U.S. when in reality it was a satire on it. So it was actually like saying no. And I mean, in the end, it showed that it was worse than when the farmer was in charge, which basically was a democracy, um, how we have it now. So if anything, it really shows that no, like that's, it's worse. Like communism is generally worse, ends up worse than uh a democracy because 99% of the time, you know, you end up with a dictatorship. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So there's an example here, which I know about because I just read it back in 2020 when I was taking my American history class. You guys probably know it because throughout high school, I had to read about it. Um, this one is called The Jungle. I'm pretty sure you've heard of it, Ali. Um, uh, is that the one about the American meatpacking industry? Yeah. So, for those that it, don't know. Did I read it? I feel like I was a poster and I didn't. Yeah, we um, never actually read it. I think we read like one passage from it and that was it. We never read the actual book though. Basically in the jungle, it is written it's written by Upton Sinclair in nineteen oh six. Um this book depicted everything about the meatpacking industry, how unsanitary it was how gross the conditions that workers were in on top of the food as well. Um, this highlighted a lot of the 
flaws that the early food industry had. And this really is why we have the FDA now. It spawned it because people were so grossed out by the food that they were eating that they wanted a standard of like health protocols, what they're supposed to do with the food that's like expired, how you're supposed to package it and all that. And yeah, we now have the FDA because of the jungle. On top of that, it was banned because of one, it was putting the U.S. in a horrible spotlight, which, of course, the U.S. never wants. Two, it had a lot of socialism, socialistic, socialist themes in it, as well as some communist sympathies. So a lot of people didn't like it for obvious reasons. Um, the book was just like kind of going for the opposite of the U.S., that capitalism was evil, people get forced into labor for the bare minimum, and that it wouldn't happen with a socialist economy. Um, There was one other one. Oh, I remember. I remember, I remember. Give me one second. So, for those of you who have read it, I have not read this one. I have not had the chance to. I'm going to be talking about Fahrenheit 451. Um, This is a major one I want to talk about because it's ironically a book about the topic of banning books. And then the book got banned itself. Um, give me one sec. I'm trying to see. Because I haven't read it. So I'm trying to see what it's about. Um, apparently it's about violently overthrowing the government. Which again. Just like the Hunger Games. And it's kind. A lot of government overthrowing it's just not really good so and the book was also (laughs) anti-christian so good luck trying to have that in the u.s people are advocating for to get unbanned because the book shows that that's what happens and people just no longer have a drive to learn like they don't want more knowledge. And one thing that I'm seeing like a lot, like for example, there's a book with, there's a book called The Joy of Gay Sex and it has a whole bunch of LGBT themes and explicit explicit sexual content. Um, give me one. I need to see if this book is banned. One second, hold on. Um, oh, what was it called? I literally just read this earlier this year, and I already forgot it. 
Um, I think it's called Swimming in the Deep. Maybe it's... Okay, it's not bad. Um, sorry, back to the main topic. The Joy Gay Sex, there, it was a challenge for, like I said, LGBT themes and explicit sexual content. Um, it's pretty obvious why it was banned. This country is pretty homophobic for the most part. It's been getting better in the general public. Not that much, but like a little bit. <laughs> but law-wise, it's been kind of harsh lately, too. So you could see why it's been banned. But my theme, my thing is that there's a very common theme, and it's that a lot of these books have been banned on the basis of religion. And the whole... um. The separation of church and state, in my eyes, kind of doesn't exist anymore. People are basing a lot of laws on religious beliefs, and it shouldn't be like that. Um, for example, like the the one book that I just said, Fahrenheit four fifty one, was anti Christian. Which kind of goes against the free speech. And you're basing it on your religious belief. I could not, it could like see both sides, but it doesn't seem strong enough for me. Um, but yeah, like. I'm like trying to come across with a point and I just can't explain it. Well, I mean, the anti-Christian, like, books that are banned because they're anti-Christian or whatever, it's like, religion, unless you are in a specifically religious school, religion does not have a place in school, so why should it matter if it's anti-Catholicism or anti- uh, and most of these books are actually even, like, anti-Catholic or anti-Christian, whatever. They're just, like, people just make up, oh, you know, they don't really They don't like it, and they try that, to... That's anti-Christian if they don't believe in God. It's, like, not mm-hmm. really. They're not telling you, hey, don't believe in God. It's shit. They're just saying, I don't believe in it. That doesn't make them anti-Christian. They probably don't care what the fuck you're doing. Mm-hmm. They're just saying it's okay to, like, believe in other things. And people take that as, you know, no, you're anti-Christian. Because you think it's okay to believe in other stuff. Um, what was I going to say? A lot of the laws that pass here is based on Christianity. Like, that's just a fact. That the majority of the laws that have a religious background to it or basis on it is because of Christianity. And it feels like they try to use that religious freedom in an attempt to suppress everything 
that they don't agree with. Oh, I don't agree with that. Therefore, this book needs to be banned because God doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't be how that it... It shouldn't be how it is now. Because you kind of reinforce this thing that like Christianity has to be like prioritized and considered first before all the other stuff. Um... I can't lie and say that no one that is in the LGBT community says a lot of hateful shit about Christianity because they do. They're like, I don't give a fuck about God. Like, screw Sky Daddy and all of that. Like, that... I don't want to shit on a religion, but that's just me. Like, I want the... I'm gonna be the change that I want to see. Like, I don't want you judging me, so why would I judge that religion? You get me? Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. Um, What am I trying to say after that? Yeah. Um... Have you ever read The Grapes of Wrath? No. So, I read it in school. It is up there with one of my favorite books along with Animal Farm. Um, It basically follows... It's a very, very dry book, actually. It's, like, super fucking boring for the most part. But I love it. Um, It follows farmers in the U.S. during the Dust Bowl, which is a period of time, I want to say, in the 30s. 19, yeah, I think it was the 1930s, because I think it was, it kind of lined up with the Great Depression, which is one reason that it made it so bad uh, in the U.S. It was basically, like, a period of time where there was, like, extreme drought in, um, out west where farms were. So, the farmers, basically, what happened was the drought dried up, created a lot of dust. And it would basically make these giant dust storms and it was kind of impossible to grow anything because the soil was horrible there because of the drought that happened for, I want to say, a few years. Um, So most of the farmers out there had to pack up their stuff and start to to, try and head to California with basically nothing. Mm. It's, um, I think the Oregon Trail was actually, is actually based off of them, um, moving uh west if i remember correctly um so it follows a family of farmers trying to make the journey out to california during the dust bowl um it was written by i don't remember steinbeck steinbeck um and it was banned because of communist propaganda as and um as well as many of the, which I don't really think it had a lot of communist propaganda, honestly. Um, and many of the farmers and agricultural groups were mad at it, that it fermented anger about their uh, labor practices, basically, because it uh, talked very badly on like the uh, labor of farmers and stuff like that, like what they would put their workers through and stuff. Um, so when it came out, like, 
people burned the book a lot and stuff like that. Banned it a lot. Um, it, it's a very, very good book, though. I like it a lot. Um, another one that I really like, I don't know if you've ever read, is Flowers for Algernon. Uh, this one's a short story by Daniel Keyes, um, and it kind of later, uh, expanded into a novel and then later into, it's actually a movie as well, I believe. And, um, what it was, was basically, um, Al Algermon Non is a laboratory mouse who had undergone surgery mm. to increase his intelligence. And the story is told um, by a series of, like, progress reports um, of this uh, mouse. And it touched on, like, the ethical and moral, moral themes, such as treatment for, like, mental disabilities and stuff like that. Um, it was a very, very good book. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, it just kind of like follow this rat um as well as i believe a human who had like mental disabilities and like the relationship between the two um and it was banned from libraries and stuff like that because people basically said that it was like filthy and immoral for um what it basically followed which is really stupid um it the challenge is usually varied on the um on parts of the novel specifically um because the novels when it goes into like following a man with i believe mental disabilities as well as a mouse and kind of the comparisons between the two and um in the novel it kind of follows Charlie's struggles to understand and express his sexual desires. And that was one of, like, the main reasons that it was, um, banned. Um. The last... Well, no, I have two more, actually. Um. Well, no, I have one more. Kind of two more. Uh, the last two that I want to talk about, I'll talk about them at the same time is To Kill a Mockingbird and Uncle Tom's Cabin. Have you ever read either I, of those? I think I read both. Yeah. So they are basically both about, in different time periods, life in the South. I believe Uncle Tom's Cabin is about slavery in the South, where To Kill a Mockingbird is about um, living in the South before, like, in the 30s, I think, or 20s, something like that. Like, in the early 1900s, I believe, after the Civil War. Um, and I've never actually read either one. But I know kind of the themes of them and stuff. And the reason mm -hmm. that these were banned, um, Uncle Tom's Cabin, was one of the reasons was abolitionist themes, um, racial slurs, and racism. And then To Kill a Mockingbird was because of uh, crude language and racial slurs. And probably also racism. Um, which they do have, like, racial slurs and stuff in them. But, like, it's... 
supposed to. It's supposed to be telling a story of, like, these people's lives during that time. And that's just, like, how it was. You know what I mean? Like, if you took those out, you would be doing a disjustice, I feel like, to the people who lived during those times. Those, like, themes and um, how they talked about it and stuff like that. Um, the To Kill a Mockingbird book also has themes of an actual real-life court case that was happening at the time. Mm-hmm. Because for those who didn't read To Kill a Mockingbird, there was a whole giant court case of... Um, I forgot what it was, but it involved... A black person named Boo, who at the end of the book, I think he saves two people by killing someone who was going to kill his defendant, which was uh, Atticus. Um, I think that's how I went. I could have it wrong, but I know for a fact he did save people. But it was based on the real life court case of Emmett Till, which for those that don't know was a 14-year-old black boy who was murdered after being falsely accused of catcalling a white woman. Yeah. And I believe um, both of them use the N-word, which is like the uh, racial slur that they talk about. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. like, it's a horrible word, you know, I would never use it, but, like, it needs to be in there. It would, like, take away so, like, it would not feel the same if it didn't have it in there. Because they're trying to show, like, that people at this time, like, specifically white were that people vile. at this time, were vile and racist and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And kids need to know that and understand that and, um, learn that that's not okay you know what i mean and removing those books is kind of like removing the history of like i mean even now if you look at the history books that they teach kids like some of them don't even mention slavery as a thing they'll be like oh yeah they were servants they weren't slaves like they're trying to tone down that so much which is extremely dangerous because when you do that kind of stuff Guess what tends to happen? History tends to repeat itself. Um, so I hate that they uh, try and, and they constantly try and ban those two books. Um, too. So um, I think that's all the ones that I wanted to talk about. Do you have any others that you want to talk about, Guy? No, I think that was really it. All right, what's gonna be the thing for next week? So, we actually talked about it today. Um, theme for next week is going to be about family dynamics and the way that parents tend to compare their children. Um, for those that are only child, you might also be compared to your friends or your parents' friends children if they're quote-unquote like more ahead than you in life um this has always been a theme for me because i have two brothers on my dad's side and one brother on my mom's side but i have a 
whole bunch of like step siblings from my mom's side as well. So there's always a bunch of comparisons of, oh, they could already drive, they have their own car, you don't have your license yet. I have my permit, but still not my license. Um, or my brothers in my dad's side, they're like, oh, he always comes to the warehouse with us, but you don't, you just stay home. And it gets kind of annoying. And then I hate when I get compared to in order to teach my siblings a lesson. I just hate that. It makes me feel bad. So we're going to be talking about like comparisons of you and your siblings, comparisons of you and your friends by your family members, basically. Um, so yeah, we'll be talking about how we are compared to other people next week, uh, on October 1st, actually. Fun. So yeah, come back for that on October 1st and have a great week until then.